Happy Friday, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Friday edition of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We have a special guest on today's show, Mr. Josh Wegman of the Score Media Ventures Group. And on today's show, we are talking about Pierre-Luc Dubois, Alex Debrinkat, Cole Caulfield, and a little bit of a Stanley Cup look in, picking Josh's brain and what's going on with this Stanley Cup final. Let's get right to it. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back inside the lab, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast with your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. Steel's on the IR today, so I'm going to hold it down solo until Josh gets here in a few minutes. But honestly, we wouldn't be here without y'all, and thank you so, so much for holding us down Monday through Friday. The Stanley Cup is winding down, but our off-season coverage is going to ratch up a notch, and Today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty bucks off your first purchase. As I alluded to off the top of the show, my friends, we have Mr. Josh Wegman of the Score on today. I'm going to break a lot of different NHL news down with Josh on today's show. He wrote a little piece on the Score today. Pierre-Luc Dubois indicating he will not be re-signing with the Winnipeg Jets. Josh does up a beautiful little lister. Five potential landing spots for Mr. Dubois. I want to talk to Josh about that. We also got to get into this Alex Debrinkit news. After a very solid first season in the nation's capital in Ottawa, sounds like Debrinkit does not want to spend a long-term deal in Ottawa. Maybe he could be on his way out. We'll break that down as well. Cole Caulfield gets an extension. I want to hear what Josh has to say about this cup final as well. So I don't know what we're waiting for. Let's bring Josh on right now. And joining us now, returning guest of the show, senior writer, Mr. Josh Wegman of The Score, returning guest as always, Josh. Thank you for holding me down. I'd be here solo without you, my friend. How are things for you? Good, man. I've uh, been good. Thank you for having me on. Always appreciate it, Flip. Hey, man, we love having you on. It's like the old days, Josh, slugging it out in the war room, late nights, bad food, uh, not too <laughs> bad company. But, you know, seeing some of these news stories come out of the NHL, this time of year, aside from the cup final, it can be a little dry in the NHL news world. So it's nice to see some of these reports come out. Let's start with Dubois, though. You got a piece on the score today. Go check out Josh's work on the score, by the way, if you haven't. Five landing spots for Dubois. He says he's not going to re-sign. Hit me with your take on this situation, which I feel has been brewing for a while. And realistically, where do you think he's going to head? Yeah, this is not surprising at all. I mean, it came out last year. His agent said he's probably doesn't plan on resigning. He wants to test free agency. And his yeah. agent even said last year he wants to go to Montreal or that's a place he would like to play. Dubois right. later said that was blown out of proportion a little bit. But come on, we... yeah. I'm not buying that one. So no. obviously Montreal is a prime landing spot. And mm -hmm. uh, I you know they have Nick Suzuki, but getting Dubois in there too, that would give them a really nice one-two punch. I know yep. Kirby Doc's there as well. But yeah, Mon uh, Montreal is the most likely landing spot, but again, I don't think it's set in stone Montreal is going to happen. Um yeah. There's probably, you know, like five teams or so that will be in the mix. I I, and the, the list you have is an interesting one. The Hurricanes make sense to me, but right at the top of the list for me, 
because I think there is a changing of the guard with this team and they're going to need a young face. It's the Boston Bruins. And this just seems like a prototypical Boston Bruins player, a guy who can do a little bit of everything. They don't tend to get these one dimensional players. We know that front office has been solid for many years. 63 points this year for Dubois, 27 goals. Boston intrigues me the most, to be honest, Josh. And I don't know why. I know they're going to have to make some uh, salary cap decisions. Is Bergeron going to come back? But after Montreal, if for you to just throw a dart at the board, because obviously I think he's going to go to Montreal, where would he? Where would your second bet be that he's headed? Honestly, it might be Colorado. I, uh, mm. Again, like you mentioned, Boston makes a lot of sense if Bergeron and Krejci retire, which seems like a very real possibility. Yeah. But the Avalanche, they never quite replaced uh, the departure of Nazem Kadri last season. I know JT Comfer stepped True. in and had a good year as their second-line center, but he's a UFA now. So they don't have any real center options behind McKinnon at the moment. Like even Evan Rodriguez is a UFA. Lars Eller's a UFA. Right. They have Alex Newhook, but I think he's probably destined more like bottom six winger role still at this point in his career. So if they can't re-sign Comfer, I think they should at least explore Dubois. I just think that would be such a fun one-two punch down the middle. And again, they still have some pieces that can make it work. I could really see Sam Gerrard going the other way in a deal. Right. Uh, the term would probably be appealing for Winnipeg there. It's hard to sign hard for Winnipeg to sign free agents. So getting someone back who's locked up and is a legit established young player, I think would be important for Winnipeg. Yeah. And it's just at the end of the day, you mentioned Winnipeg. This is where I want to leave this conversation is there's something that's felt off with the Winnipeg Jets for the last couple of years, in my opinion. You know, Marie steps away. They look great for a while. Then they fall apart. Then they look great. I can't put my finger on what's going on here. We got rumblings about Hellebuck. The future is not bright, in my opinion, in Winnipeg. Where do you think this team's ceiling is headed into next season? I know there's going to be a lot in flux, but what do you see for this Winnipeg Jets team? Because I don't see a whole lot of positives. I think I wrote a piece actually shortly after they were eliminated, and I really think they need to completely overhaul this whole thing. Whether it's a total rebuild i don't know if that's the right word but a retool because they have in addition you mentioned hellebuck in addition to hellebuck and dubois they also have shifley who's in the last year of his deal mm-hmm. brendan dylan dylan Demello. like that's a lot of players that mm-hmm. again if you're not if you're gonna have to trade a couple of them you might as well kind of just trade them all and kind of throw in the towel this year in a sense and get some young talent get some more draft picks and start building this thing back up again. Again, doesn't have to be a total teardown, but with all those UFAs and mm. let's be frank, like Winnipeg's not the most exciting place to be. A lot of these guys might not want to resign, especially given the way the team has gone lately. Yep. You know, there's some dysfunction in that locker room. Again, exactly. Blake Wheeler's another guy who can become a UFA after next year. So he's someone I think that will go as well. Uh, yeah, I think they're in for they're in for a huge offseason, probably the biggest offseason of any team. I think dysfunction is actually the word and huge offseason indeed. We're going to have a huge conversation coming up right after the break. I got to pick Josh's brain about this Alex DeBrincat situation. Cole Caulfield gets the bag. Philly, Columbus, LA swapping some players around. I want to pick Josh's brain about that. Today's episode, my friends, is brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs, from the course to the clubhouse to a meeting. 
You know these are making you look fire and comfortable. The stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit you slimmer through the thigh, leaving that leg looking sculpted. You're fire on the course, you're fire at the pub, and you're feeling confident because of the sharp bird dogs. You need to head over to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL and enter promo code locked on NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler with every order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on for a free Yeti style tumbler. You don't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Steele and I got a few free swag bags. We've been rocking these bird dogs. We might have to get a pair out to Josh because they are so comfy. But after the break, my friends, like I said, Josh and I are going to talk about Debrinkat, Caulfield, maybe a little Stanley Cup. But we have to talk about this Debrinkat news, Josh, because honestly, I don't know if he's making the right decision here. I like, and I know he hasn't made any decisions, but what it's sounding like is he doesn't want to be in Ottawa. And if I was a young player who is obviously benefited from playing with some really good veterans in his career already, Giroux and Kane, obviously right at the top of that list. I think there's a lot to like what's going on in Ottawa offensively, especially with young pieces. What's your take on this to bring cat news? And do you think he will be playing somewhere else next season? Because right now, that's where it seems to be headed. Yeah, I mean, at this point, based on the reports, it seems more likely than not that he'll be playing somewhere else next year. I mean, it, it kind of feels like Ottawa's whole offseason game plan is on hold until the ownership situation gets revolved. And it's I mean, true. that sounds like it could happen soon. But, you know, that, that could determine the next step for Pierre Dorian and then DJ Smith. And it just moves down the ladder there, right? So, mm-hmm. again, like you said, though, that's a really appetizing spot to be for a winger yeah top six winger you get to play with tim stutzla josh norris batherson like there's a lot of really nice offensive pieces there but again yeah seems more likely than not he's gonna he's gonna say i don't want to sign long term and they'll have to trade him and they could get a decent return probably a similar return to what they gave up last year which was a first round pick and maybe a little more but uh yeah, I, I, I really don't know what's going to happen there, but it seems like he's on his way out. It seems like, in the, you know, the ru- strictly rumors, I, I hate to speculate unless it's a solid rumor, but it seems like they're more than just whispers is that he doesn't want to play in Canada, perhaps. He might want to play with, in an American market. And I think, let me just pull this up here. Where did I see this yesterday? I think I saw Vegas could be a landing spot. Dallas could be a landing spot. And I forget there was one other, but a big market American squad is probably where he'd head is what, you know, is what making is making sense. 27 goals for Debrinkat, 39 assists. He showed a lot of chemistry with Claude Giroux as well. And we know Josh Norris was hurt for a bunch of the season. They have goaltending issues in Ottawa, but I think they're really only a piece or two away. And before we head on to the other NHL news here, Josh, what is your take on the Ottawa Senators for next season? I asked you a little bit about the Jets. Where do you see Ottawa? You know, the Atlantic Division is getting stacked up. What are your expectations for this Ottawa team, you know, to bring Cat or otherwise? I mean, I think missing the playoffs again would be a disappointment. This year they got pretty close, but I think that has to be the goal for them next year. And I think there's a very real chance they can do it. Again, that division is such a gauntlet. But their top six forward group is really good. They could use a bit more forward depth, guys on that third and fourth line. The D looks really good for next year. Keep in mind, they'll have a full year of Jacob Chikrin, who they got at the deadline. Good point. They could use a goalie, but again, goaltending is just impossible to predict. And, 
you know, <laughs> I don't want to pretend I know anything <laughs> about there, yeah. <laughs> what goalie can be good and what cannot. You can always find one on the cheap. I mean, mm-hmm. look at Aiden Hill right now. But uh, hey, hey. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think anything short of a playoff spot will be disappointing for them next year. Most definitely. I think, you know, I, I'm not going to talk to you about the Leafs today because we talk a lot about the Leafs anyway. We don't need to go down that barrel of monkeys. But I think the Ottawa Senators got to ho- get a hold of a goalie because Shabbat, Chikrin, all the pieces we mentioned up front, even some of those peripheral demon, Sanderson, I don't hate Artem Zub's game when he is on his game. It's got to get, they got to get a goalie. And I know the Talbot Forsberg combination going in last year on paper didn't look too, too bad. But obviously, the injuries is just not going to work. Forsberg, I think, blew both knees in one of those games. That's just stuff you can't bounce back from. But a goaltender has got to be at the top of their list, in my opinion, very quickly before we get to Caulfield and before we get to the Stanley Cup final. I got to ask you about Aiden Hill as well and his contract for next season. Philly, Columbus, LA. Swapping some players around, obviously, Provorov, Cal Peterson, the two big names in this one. What's your take on this Provorov situation? Because I see Columbus haters coming out of the woodwork, but then I see Columbus fans liking the deal. What's your take on this Provorov? A very intriguing fantasy hockey piece that's been a little up and down. What's your take on this one, Josh, overall? You know, I kind of think it makes sense from all three sides. Um, Me too. Columbus needed another strong veteran defenseman who can pay, play big minutes behind Zach Wierenski. Yep. So in that, it makes sense for them. LA needed to clear some cap space. They did that. And, but I think the big winners of the deal are the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, I really like what Danny Breer did in his first trade. Right. Uh, he got some really nice draft picks back. Uh, he got a good prospect in Helga Granz. Uh, he got a couple pieces in Sean Walker and Cal Peterson who could yep. in a like, Walker only has one year left, but that could he could play really well for them down the stretch and become a nice deadline chip. Cal Agreed. Peterson could find his game in a couple of years and be valuable. It reminds me kind of of what the Arizona Coyotes have done with taking on contracts and then the players play well and they can turn it into something like Shane Gostas Bear. They basically right. got got draft picks for taking him on and then Gostas Bear plays well and they end up turning him into more positive assets. So I really like what the Flyers have done here to start the offseason. And I think it's a classic case, and I said this on yesterday's episode, a classic case of a change of scenery might be exactly what both Peterson and Provorov need because they both obviously still hold value. I'm really intrigued to see this Peterson situation because obviously Carter Hart has been rumored to be out there. I think Craig Button said yesterday, though, that until that report comes out finally about that World Junior team, there might be some squads staying away from Carter Hart. I don't know how much that report holds value. I trust Craig Button. Do I love Craig Button? I don't know, but he's got a lot more better sources than I do. So I'm going to trust it for now, but that's a situation fantasy-wise and otherwise that I got to keep my eyes glued to because it's going to have implications for you know not just fantasy players, but that division as well. Carter Hart, I think, is a good goalie. Just has been in the graveyard of Philadelphia maybe a bit too long. Right after the break, though, Josh, I need to know your take on this Caulfield extension. And what does Aiden Hill's contract look like next year, playing himself into maybe a little bit of money? Let's see what happens. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You never want to be stressed out when you're going to buy tickets for your favorite app. You know this, Josh. I'm a Bills fan. 
rushing around for a Bills game one time. I got burned by a specific online unit. You don't want that when you're going to pay big money for the game. Buying tickets for your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. And with killer deals and last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll have with game time. Flash deals, last-minute tickets, and easy-to-find-and-buy tickets for every event in your area. From hockey to basketball to baseball to concerts and comedy, get the seats that you need without the stress with Game Time. Snag the tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONNHL for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Download the Game Time app. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Woo! Got that out of the way, Josh. Thank you for holding us down. And by the way, if you haven't checked out Josh on the score and on Twitter, Josh Wegman underscore, make sure you're doing both because the content is fire. The OG fantasy guru. I've learned a few things from you, my friend. So I appreciate that over the years. Caulfield, 26 goals in 46 games. He gets this extension from the Canadians. What is it here? Let me pull up my friends at the score here. 7.85 per that's $62 million over eight years. Are you liking the signing? What is your take with what's happening with Montreal overall? I absolutely love this contract for Montreal. I mean, it's almost already a bargain. And when you think about how much the cap could go up in two years, this is going to turn into an absolute steal for the Habs. He was scoring at over a 40-goal pace this season. I think yes. he could be a 50-goal guy down the Me road. Too. Me too. So I yeah I really really think this is a great deal for Montreal. It's uh it's going to provide so much value for a guy who just knows how to put the puck in the net and will do that probably every year he can stay healthy. Fifteenth overall in 2019, such a solid collegiate career. When I watch this guy play, Josh, and you know you know this is the fantasy hockey show, so I got to be honest with my fantasy takes. He doesn't exactly bring the peripheral category value, but that's not his game. He is a pure goal scorer and one of the best releases in shots that I've seen in a while from a guy his age. And I think what impresses me the most is you said it, a nose for the net, a goal scoring ability. This guy knows where to be. He knows where not to be on the ice. And he tends to just kind of float around out there at times in and out of coverage. And then boom, the puck's over on his stick and it's in the back of the net. Good chemistry at times with Nick Suzuki. There's some good young pieces coming up in this Montreal system. Can they augment them with the right cornerstone pieces like Caulfield? This is a big-time signing. You mentioned his ceiling, and I want to hit you with this take. You said 50 goals. I think if they get a guy to feed this guy the biscuit, I think he could score more than 50 if he stays healthy. That's just what I think. What do you think about that? I could not agree more, to be honest. He's, he's one of those guys, when you watch him, every time he comes down the wing with the puck, it's, you feel like he's just dangerous. Like, yeah, he is. His, his release is so quick, whether yes. it's off the rush coming down the right wing or the left wing or that one-timer on his offside on the power play. Yep. If they really – like Suzuki plays the opposite flank, but if they could really get like a, a pure offensive power play specialist defenseman yes. who yes. could feed him one-timers in that Ovechkin spot, I yep. think you're absolutely right. He could, he could flirt with 60 one day. It's a legit possibility. And once this lineup gets a little bit more balanced, which will happen with time, free up a little bit more space for guys like Caulfield, I think you'll really see him start to go off. 53 goals through 123 games, but most importantly, I think that number is really impressive when you look at the games with Marty St. Louis behind the bench. I think it's like, 
He's scoring basically a goal a game with Marty behind the bench, which is obviously they're showing some chemistry there. I like where the needle is pointed in Montreal. There's a lot more to talk about in terms of these teams coming up over the offseason, and we will have Josh back, of course, when we can fit him in between his nights at the score and on the golf course. Let's finish this up, though, my friend, because there are a lot of teams already on the golf course. Florida and Vegas, not one of them. Stanley Cup final very quickly, and we're ahead of game three here on Thursday. But Aiden Hill, really impressing me. Save of the year, save of the postseason. You know, uh, Steele brought this up the other day. Take this in. Ten years ago, the Sharks traded away their third stringer in Mika Kiprasov. He goes on to Calgary to take a team all the way to the Cup final. Ten years later, San Jose trades away their third option in Aiden Hill. Does he take the team all the way to the cup? No, but he's playing with them right now in the cup final. So a little bit of an intrigue there. He's going to get paid though, Josh. Am I saying five, six years? No, but I'm going to say he's going to get a nice little bridge deal here. Maybe two or three years, probably in Vegas, but he's going to get paid. I think a little bit of money here, especially if he takes home a cup. Absolutely. And I agree. He's going to get a nice little contract, but I don't think it'll be in Vegas. Oh. Mainly because they'll have Robin Leonard returning for next year, okay. who makes about $5 million a year. True. And they still have Logan Thompson under contract. Right. He's making right. like pennies, like almost league minimum. True. So yeah. I think they're going to ride Hill for the rest of this cup final. He's probably going to lead them to a victory. And then he's going to say, see you later. Thanks for the memories. And I'm going to go cash <laughs> in elsewhere. And one comp I think makes sense is what Billy Huso got in Detroit. Oh, okay. Yep. I think it was around in the four to five million range. I'm not positive on right. it. I think you're right. For a few years, but just someone who's not the most experienced, but played really well in a short stretch. And so some some team will take a shot on him. Uh won't be the most egregious commitment, <laughs> but um yeah, like Aiden Hill's been in the league a few years, but he's never really yep. played. I think this year was his career high. He only played yep. twenty five games or so. So there's definitely some risk to it because we all know goalies can just randomly get hot at random times. But uh, yeah, he'll definitely find a home and he'll get a good payday, I think. I think so too. He's just been, you know, the, the carousel in Vegas. We've talked about it at length. It's not a new or a fresh take. It's just straight up and down impressive. You know, he's 16, 7, and 1 the regular season, only plays 27 games. And he has really found his confidence in the cage. The Vegas Golden Knights looking very confident in general. Again, we're ahead of the results tonight, but make sure you're tuning in next week. We'll continue to break down all of the cup final action. Make sure you're checking out Josh's work on the score. Like I've said before, Mr. Wegman, thank you so much for joining us for Friday's episode, man. I appreciate it. And I miss talking hockey with you. Let's do this again soon. Absolutely, Flip. Thanks for having me. Anytime, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us for Friday's episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We will be back on Monday. Have a great weekend.